What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wolves of Investing podcast. This podcast was originally aired as a video on the Wolves of Investing YouTube channel. As always, we are not financial advisors. This content is based on opinions presented as is without warranty for entertainment purposes only. This is not financial nor any other kind of professional advice. Investments in securities involve risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This is not a securities offering. Please seek advice from a professional before making any financial decisions. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite growth stock, Roku. I've been investing in Roku since 2017, and like many times before, it has taken a huge drop from all-time highs. Last year, Roku hit a high of $490.76, and at its recent close of $155.77, it is now down 68% from its all-time highs. In this video, I'm first going to give a high-level overview of Roku's business. Second, I'm going to go over my bull case for the stock. Third, I'm going to go over my bear case. And finally, I'm going to go over my game plan for investing in Roku. All this right after... I am not a financial advisor. This video is for entertainment purposes only. Learn to invest like a wolf at your own risk. What's up everyone? Welcome back to my channel, Wolves of Investing. My name is Donnie Nguyen and I'm the founder of Wolves of Investing. If you're new, I talk about growth stocks, SPACs, Bitcoin, options, and anything on my mind related to investing. If you wanna learn how to achieve financial freedom through investing, be sure to click on that subscribe button and notification bell if you haven't yet. And please remember to drop a like on this video if you enjoy it, as it truly helps out the channel. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Roku is the number one streaming platform in North America, including the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And they're continuing to expand internationally. According to Conviva's fourth quarter state of streaming report, Roku had 41% of viewing time in North America, followed by Amazon Fire TV at 18% and Samsung TV at 10%. Roku was founded by Anthony Wood, who was the inventor of the DVR. For those of you who are not old enough to remember, before the DVR, we had to record TV shows with something called a VCR, which was total garbage quality compared to a DVR. Wood was also vice president of internet TV at Netflix before he started Roku. So Anthony Wood has been innovating in the TV space for a very long time. Roku separates its business into two parts, the platform business and the player business. The platform business is where they make most of their money from digital advertising and content distribution. Roku typically gets a cut of any ads you see from any of the channels you watch on a Roku device. They also get a cut when users add a paid subscription service such as Netflix, Hulu, or Paramount Plus from their Roku. The platform part of the business grew 82% year over year last quarter 
from $319.2 million to $582.5 million. So it is definitely experiencing explosive growth. The player part of the business is the selling of devices that plug into a TV's HDMI port to turn it into a smart TV. Or if it's already a smart TV, to turn it into a Roku smart TV. Why would users want to turn a smart TV into a Roku smart TV? The main reason is that smart TVs don't last forever. So if it stops working after several years and can no longer be updated, users can easily buy a Roku device and plug it in. Rather than replacing the entire TV set, which could be cost prohibitive. Roku also started the Roku channel, which has become one of the most popular channels on Roku. The Roku channel delivers tons of popular free ad supported content. And again, Roku rakes in money from the ads. Roku users can stream free live local news from various apps, subscription services such as Netflix, live sports such as the NFL playoffs or the Super Bowl from various apps like Hulu Plus Live TV, Paramount Plus and Peacock, and tons of other content. Even smaller publishers can easily create their own channels on Roku and make money from ads. This is a very similar business model to YouTube and Spotify. In fact, channels outside of the top 10 increased their share by 5%, which tells us that this business model is gaining some traction. And smaller advertisers who usually spend their ad dollars on social media can now easily advertise on Roku. Roku also licenses their operating system, the Roku OS, to TV manufacturers such as TCL, Hisense, Sharp, and many others. The Roku OS is purpose-built for television, meaning they built the OS from the ground up to be optimized for TVs and run on low-cost hardware. Although Roku is the number one streaming platform in North America, they are also expanding internationally. Some of the newest international markets that Roku is entering are Germany, Brazil, Chile, and Peru. And one other small part of the business that I can't forget to mention is the branded shortcut buttons on the remote control. The content provider, such as Netflix, can have their own button programmed into the Roku remote for a fee. Now that we've talked about the business, let's talk about the numbers. Last quarter, active accounts grew 23% year over year to 56.4 million. Roku's streaming hours in Q3 totaled 18 billion, a 21% increase year over year. Roku's ARPU or average revenue per user grew 49% last quarter to $40. And last quarter, even with tough year over year comparisons, they grew platform revenue 82% year over year to $583 million. The player revenue, however, took a massive hit down 26% year over year, which the company said was caused by global supply chain issues that many companies have been experiencing. Total revenues were 680 million last quarter for year over year growth of 51%.
platform gross margins were 65%, whereas player gross margins were negative 15%. So basically, they were giving out the players for free. Total gross margins were 53.5%, which was a year-over-year -year gain of 600 basis points, or 6%. Adjusted EBITDA was $130.1 million, up 132%, for an adjusted EBITDA margin of 19.1%. So clearly, Roku is a rule of 40 stock. And if you've never heard of the rule of 40, that's used to determine the health of software stocks. It says that when you add up the revenue growth and the profit margin of a software company, you want it to be over 40. With revenue growth of 51% and gross profit margin of 53.5%, that puts Roku at 104.5, well above the rule of 40. According to Convivo's fourth quarter report and rated by viewing time, Roku held a 41% market share in North America, 7% in Oceania, 5% in South America, 5% in Europe, 1% in Africa, and 0.2% in Asia. So really, outside of North America, Roku has a lot of work to do if they want to reproduce the same success. So what is my bull case for the stock? Roku is the current streaming leader in the US and globally. And I think that the world is still quickly transitioning to streaming. In my bull case, I think that Roku can continue benefiting from this shift to streaming, and I think that they will continue growing their global market share. Even if they don't grow their market share as quickly as they have over the past five years, I think that they will still be a huge beneficiary of the shift to streaming. Roku is expected to report full-year earnings later this month. Wall Street is expecting full-year revenues of around $2.7 billion. Assuming they hit those revenues, if Roku can deliver 35% CAGR for the next five years, that would bring them to full-year revenues of around $12.1 billion. With the price-to-sales ratio of around 10, I'm expecting Roku's market cap to be around $121 billion in five years. Assuming no share dilution, that would be around $900 per share. Roku's closing price was $155.77. So in my bull case, I think that Roku can return 478% in five years. So what is my bear case? In my bear case, Roku's growth starts slowing tremendously. Maybe competition from other smart TVs really cut into Roku TV's market share, or maybe Roku's international expansion just doesn't go as planned. Instead of 35% growth, perhaps they only grow by 20% per year. And given the lower CAGR, I would expect a lower PS ratio of around 5X. In that scenario, I would give Roku a market cap of around $33.6 billion for a stock price of around $250, assuming no share dilution, which would be a return of 61% in five years. So what is my game plan? Roku is already a fairly big part of my portfolio. So for now, I'm just planning to slowly add shares through dollar cost averaging as long as my bull thesis stays intact. 
I very much believe that the world is still transitioning to streaming and that this will benefit Roku's business over the next five to 10 years. Like many growth stocks over the past few months, Roku got revalued down to a much more reasonable price. And in my opinion, I think this offers a good entry price. Now, of course, Roku can tank even more. And I'm not saying that this is the bottom, but I think that this is a reasonable price for the stock as a long-term investment. Roku reports full year 2021 earnings later this month. And I definitely plan on making a follow-up video after they report. So be sure to keep a lookout for that video. All right, so thank you for making it to the end of my video. If you want more insights into my portfolios, or if you wanna just support the channel, check out my Patreon. A link is in the video description. And as always, a huge thank you to the patrons that have already joined. And also be sure to check out my free Discord to talk about stocks, SPACs, Bitcoin, and other investments with other members of the Wolves of Investing community. A link is also in the video description. All right, so let me know what you think about Roku. Drop me a line in the comments. Be sure to leave a like on this video before leaving. Thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.